Hello again, and welcome to episode three of Cinema Films, the podcast where I interview people around the state of Alabama and indie filmmakers elsewhere to find out what's going on in the world of filmmaking locally and abroad. Um, to begin with, I have with me my third guest. This is Mr. Alex Gibson. Hello. How you doing, Billy? I'm doing all right. So um, to start off with, I'd like to find out more about what your most recent projects are. Maybe let the uh, listeners hear about what you've been up to re- lately. Okay, you know, uh, we've got a lot of lot of things we've been working on, uh, you know, between uh, the last part of 2018 and, and 2019, so a lot of simultaneous things going on, I guess. Uh, narrative film-wise, you know, the last thing we did uh, was a short film called Betrothed uh, that we completed right before uh, Halloween of last year. Uh, it's more of a throwback to... The 80s horror films, uh, with both in visuals and with the story. So it was a, a fun project that we worked on. We did it from start to finish, uh, from concept to finish in about six weeks, uh, just kind of a challenge to ourselves and uh, a way to kind of get back into more narrative film, uh, which, you know, the early, most of 2018, we found ourselves you know, starting our business with Cinepros trying to uh, get more involved with helping other people tell their stories, uh, both with the businesses and uh, music videos, things like that. So we were hoping to get back into more of the narrative stuff. So we did that. Uh, currently, we are going through several uh, music videos. We just released one that we shot last year, uh, about a month ago. And I've got three others that I'm working in post right now. And we have... I'd say maybe five more that are in pre-production stage at the moment, and we just got another one uh, that we booked in this morning. So it's a lot, lot of fun things that we're working on. And we're looking forward to um, to a great 2019, working with a lot of people. That's good to hear. So um, now that that's out of the way, and we have a little bit about your recent projects. Uh, tell us about yourself. How did how how did you get started in filmmaking? And and tell us about where you're located and who you know you frequently collaborate with. Okay. Uh, well, long story short, because I, I could really make this long. Uh, I mean, I've been creative all my life. Uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to go into writing, journalism, something of that nature. Used to do a lot of writing, short stories. Uh, was on the school newspaper, things like that. But ended up going into engineering. Uh, and then, you know, but I kept up trying to stay creative in some ways uh, throughout my life. Uh, in 2013, it's kind of the genesis of, for me, uh, my introduction into the film world when uh, Jeffrey Parker, the director, an independent director out of Decatur, Alabama, that uh, had a short film called Red Rose. And there were a couple of actors that, from that film, did a signing at the local comic book store, The Deep. And... I attended the sign-in, uh, ended up winning a contest, a raffle ticket contest to join them for dinner, and my daughter and I spent three hours uh, talking with them. And that's when I just realized, you know, wow, there's, uh, there's filming happening. People are making movies. You know, it was just a short film, but it was uh, a whole experience that I never realized that, you know, you could do outside of L.A. or Atlanta, and so here, at that point, I got interested. 
started doing a lot of reading, a lot of researching, and noticed little by little the pockets of different filmmakers in North Alabama and in Birmingham and down in Mobile, uh, as well as Mississippi and Tennessee. And so I started noticing there's a, there's a, a thriving community of filmmakers. And uh, so that, that's basically how I got started. And uh, so pushing forward, I, I started, uh, I, I attended a videography class through my work, met uh, my existing business partner, Audrey Ortiz, there, uh, we shot a short film as part of that class, entered uh, the local film festival, Rocket City Short Film Festival that was hosted by Don Tingle, the Alabama Filmmakers Co-op. And we were fortunate to have won second place. And at that point, you know, we, we just kind of fell in love with, with making narrative films and working as a team with, with other people. And so that just kind of started the whole thing. So we... Uh, We've never stopped. We've just been making short films and continuing that through throughout. Uh, as far as other people that I've worked with, uh, you know, we've worked with uh, Bill Swikert on a few projects. I went down to, uh, my wife and I went to Florida back in, I want to say 2016, to work on a short horror film for a long weekend called After Hours, which was a lot of fun. I uh, met a lot of very cool people. Uh, you know, locally, we continue to work with... Uh, we have our team that we work with. Uh, there's uh, a lot of actors that we work with out of the... Uh, from the Hollywood Huntsville, from Bill Billions and the Yucca Billions, uh, that we've had the, the opportunity to collaborate in a lot of short films. Uh, yeah, so... I think that... Uh, okay. <clears throat> so... You mentioned that you've done a lot of um, music video work recently that's kept you away from doing uh, narrative work. Do you want to talk a little bit about what projects you've been working on and, and who the artists are? Okay, on the music video side or the narrative side, I'm sorry. The music video side. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've uh, we've been working with several different bands and this, this is a, a very fun part of our uh, process. We, we really enjoy working with uh, the musicians. It's kind of a passion that we have. Uh, Audrey actually uh, shot music videos himself for going on nine, six, it's eight or nine years uh, for, for a while with different bands, uh, more of the, the heavy rock, uh, metal bands uh, throughout the past. And we, we've had the opportunity to work with him on a few of those in 2016 and 2017. And so we just started reaching out to other artists, local artists, uh, and here in the state of Alabama. And we've got one that we've been working with to uh, do five music videos for The Dirty Clergy, which is uh, down in Winfield, Alabama. Uh, they've, uh, we've had a lot of fun shoots with them. Uh, got one that's almost done now. It's more of a performance style that was, we shot here locally at a, at a bar, Sidetracks Music Hall. Uh, then we have one that's kind of a longer story line that uh, deals with uh, themes such as depression, suicide, things like that. And we work with a, a wonderful act, 
actress uh, Hayley Holmes down in uh, Birmingham to uh, to tell that story, and that's in that's in post production as well. We're going to put it close there, and we did another one that we worked with Alabama Film Solutions. Uh, they were a great group of people down in Birmingham. It's got a, a group warehouse, and they also have a large green screen, like an infinity green screen, inside one of the warehouses that we used to do some green screen work. So that was the first uh, first project that we worked on just entirely with green screen. So there's a, a third video that we're doing with that. So we're looking forward to, uh, to seeing how that turns out. Uh, we, we worked with... Uh, Another artist, Jessica Baker, that we did a, a music video called Ashes that we released last year. Uh, and she's been doing you know, fantastic with her musical career uh, lately. Uh, so I know, there's, I know there's others. My mind is, is going blank. But basically, I do want to mention that uh, there's, there's a, another undercurrent of music industry too, which is not a whole lot different than the filmmaking industry. And that's something that's been a kind of a personal passion for me to reach out to the local musicians and find out because they're telling their stories, uh, you know, through the audio side of things. And we're telling our story through the visual side of things. And I think it's like a perfect combination uh, to see the two come together to help, you know, promote the artists, but also help them tell their stories while we can, uh, you know, express our creative outlet as well on the visual side. Okay. Um, so primarily you do work as a producer, screenwriter, and a director. Am I correct in that? Yes, that, that, would, be, that would be correct. Okay. Um, so your experiences being a producer, especially with your personal company. Um, I forgot to write down the name. I'm so sorry about that. Um, yeah. Cinepros. Cinepros, yes. Mm-hmm. Would you mind talking a little bit about how that got off the ground? Yeah, we, uh, we started Cinepros uh, back in the fall of 2017. Uh, there's uh, Josh Parker and Audrey Ortiz are my partners for this business. Uh, great guys. I, I, I love this team. Uh, my wife, Jennifer, is on as the hair and makeup. Uh, she does the wardrobe and set dressing. So she basically, basically, she's our art department. Josh uh, primarily is the CFO, but also uh, does all the sound work. RJ is, is the DP, cinematographer. And he also gets involved with the creative writing and editing as well as I do. So we... Uh, we started, like I said, back in fall of 2017, and uh, basically 2018 was kind of our year of just uh, getting the ball rolling, trying to let people know that we are out here, uh, trying to support them to tell their story. So we worked on several different projects, everything from doing a series of videos for the Rocket City Marathon, uh, which is kind of a tongue, tongue-in-cheek, uh, take on advice, good advice versus bad advice on what to do for running. So we did a series of videos for them. Uh, we did a few things for a real estate company to promote the real estate and the realtors uh, for Hunt for Home Geeks. We also did, uh, again, several music videos that we worked on. And... Uh, 
yeah, we, yeah, Brandon Worthy is another one. We uh, did a music video for him, Sanctify. That's the one I mentioned earlier that we just recently released. Uh, and and I mentioned Jessica Baker. So yeah, the 20, yeah, twenty eighteen has kind of kind of been our year to get the ball rolling and try to try to let people know. Uh, we did some commercial for Earth and Stone, Woodfired Pizza. Uh, and so yeah, we kind of a, a feeler for trying different types of videos, but now we're, we're just trying to focus more on the music videos and commercials uh, for the business side of things. And at the same time, we're, we're trying to take time to do a few short films, narrative film work for ourselves. So we do have a couple of projects that we're working on. I've got a short film, kind of a, a sci-fi drama called a love story that I'm currently working on casting and shooting sometime, hopefully this spring. You know, like everything else, it depends on the schedule and, and logistics, but definitely hope to get that this year. Okay. Well, I wish you luck with trying to get everything off the ground in your next film. Yeah, thank you. Um, <clears throat> so my next topic then is uh, the state of filmmaking and video in Alabama. You know, it is still a small market, even though it's bigger than many people give credit to. I was wanting to get your perspective on that, about how the market in Alabama is and uh, the perception of the size versus the actual size. Yeah, um, well, first off, I will say that I am not going to pretend that I know everything that's going on with the politics side of things and how that Correlates, and I, I try to keep up with all that, but with everything else going on with the company and all that, so I haven't been able to stay neck deep into all of this political discussion going on with the tax incentives and all that. So, but I will say, from from I can tell you from the perspective of an independent filmmaker, what I see, uh, I, I see two different worlds. I see independent films, and I see more the big budget. Hollywood style film, filmmaking happening. And what I would like to see is a growth of those two coming together more. You know, we, we had the opportunity to work on, uh, you know, a feature film and, and a longest fan film back in 2016, a horror film down in uh, Birmingham and, and some other things. But I've, I've, we've had a lot of experience working on independent Films and it's, it's a lot of great experience working that, but there's not the same thing when you work on a big budget film, and I'm completely aware of that. So there's a gap I think that needs to be created between that needs to be kind of, uh, met between what we see on the independent side to what is expected when you have a big budget coming through and a hiring crew. And I know other people have talked about this uh, in the podcast, but it would be nice to see some sort of growth in training the you know the locals on how to be a good crew member. And there's a lot of basic things that I see happening in independent film that you know if you and I've worked on independent films that have 
been well-advanced, well-executed. Others, that not so much, you know. But everybody still had that same passion for the storytelling, and that's what drives me to be involved in that. But just small things like learning how to do proper pre-production, making sure you know everyone's roles on set, making sure you know uh, the protocols and simple things like when we're going to roll camera, you know, who who needs to be quiet, who needs to be where, you know, who's responsible to get in the actors to be on camera for the first AD to check in, the second AD. Uh, there's, there's all those roles that, you know, I think if we got more opportunities to do this, it would be great to see that grow. And for one, one idea is if we could somehow foster more independent films with that mindset of, okay, we're going to invest in this independent film and let's just go ahead and treat this as if it were a union project or a SAG project, even if, it, even if it's not. And let's try to use that as an opportunity to help people learn the different roles. Okay, you've got the first AD, second, second AD, the script supervisor, um, how the hair and makeup folds into it, uh, all those things. So I think that's the big gap that keeps us from really growing, uh, but just from my perspective. So I know in, in Atlanta they have a lot of crew out there that, and they have a lot of workshops and a lot of training Maybe that's one thing that we could have more of here. And there are some. You know, I know Sidewalk is starting to do some amazing things down there in Birmingham. Uh, we've got some people up here. You know, Hollywood Huntsville has been doing their film lab. Uh, and we've, we've had other small groups working. I know Law Ann's been doing some things as well uh, to try to try to promote, uh, with, I think, with Huntsville, Huntsville Indie Filmmakers. And so there's lots of different things that are happening. It's just a matter of, let's see how we can make this grow. Do you mind if I interject real quick? I'm sorry? Do you mind if I interrupt real quick? Yeah, no, go ahead. So my perspective on, because you had mentioned, you know, even small-scale productions treating everything as if it were a large-scale union production, but I see potentially budget being an issue with that because most of the crews are half, maybe even a quarter of the size of what you normally have on, say, a union project. Yes. Yeah, I mean, a budget is, is a huge factor uh, into, you know, making projects happen. And so... Hmm. Kind of lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. So it's I'm okay. Sure later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just asking. You know how 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 then how then do you get the same discipline and the same chain of command set up when everyone is doing multiple jobs as is? You know, you could have somebody who's doing catering, but then they're also part of the location scout, and then they're also hair and makeup. You know, it's it's there's a lot of cross contamination and who's doing what whenever you have indie productions. That, that's that's true, and that's a huge part of uh, that's a huge difference between an indie films and a big budget film. So yeah, because that's part of the that by design, right? So indie films can be more, yeah, you know, it can be inexpensive. It can be cheaper because of the labor cost is lower because you have people doing multiple jobs. Uh, you can. 
be creative with where you shoot and uh, you know, use your front house and things like that. But a big part of it is labor. And, you know, you have people that work now, and I've, and I've done this, work on an independent film, look at what I've done on a, in a film with a, with a small team and look at what somebody else did with a large team of 30, 40 people. And it's, you don't really see a big difference in the final product sometimes if, if both if both teams do a good job. And, you know, it does beg the question, why do we need so many people? Uh, but it's it, because if you're going to do this a lot, you know, it, it's a lot for an independent crew to do this all the time and to run on all four cylinders or six cylinders or eight cylinders, however good you are, uh, to... Do this all the time to be the hair makeup person and be the, the set dresser and be the one that's responsible to go out and get the food for the crew, you know, which I can say my wife has been there and done that many times and, and has expressed her concern about uh, getting away out after doing so many projects at times. But, uh, and, and other people have said the same thing. So it's just a lot of work trying to, to keep that momentum going if you only have a smart crew. So budget is a big thing, and uh, with between the size of the crew. But with with the the small crews, um, from your perspective, how how could you maintain the same amount of discipline and the same hierarchy and, and chain of command whenever everyone is is intermixed like that? I was I was wondering if you have an opinion on that. You know, let's say you have someone who is both a camera operator and also part of the screen revision, you know, screenplay revision team and possibly an editor, how do you balance their role on set with the roles of, say, someone whose job is just being, say, a first AC and operating the camera or a camera operator? Yeah. Um, well, f- first off, you know, you have to have a lot of passion for this. So, uh if, if you're not, if you don't have any passion, if you don't have any joy in doing this, um, then it's going to be imaginably a lot more difficult to maintain that momentum and drive to do a project with multiple jobs. So, if if my suggestion and my advice to anyone who wants to do filming is, is to find what drives your passion and, and find what you enjoy doing. Don't let the lack of a larger crew stop you from making films, but learn how to find people that have shared a passion with you. Work on a film, see what you like and what you don't like, then move forward to the next one, and then you know, eventually you kind of work out the kinks. So for us, you know, we, you know, we were very lucky. RJ uh, is just fantastic with the camera. You know, he has had a lot of experience before that, but he enjoys it and he has the eye for uh, capturing, framing, color, uh, understanding how to capture the story and the elements within the story. And I've just been lucky to be able to come in and and join him as a director and try to maintain the the structure of the story as a director and a producer working to find all the, the pieces that we need between locations, actors, and props or whatever we need to make this thing happen. So it, it's, pre-production is huge. You know, I always say uh, pre-production is worth a pound of post-production. 
So, if not more. So, the time you spend in planning and, and going over what you're going to do before you get on shot is huge. And I can't tell you how many times I've been on shot when people didn't know exactly, you know, when we're going to shoot. But even if they have a shot list and all that, we, we still sometimes they may uh, not have all the pieces in place. Like, okay, what location are we going to next? Or which thing are we going to do next? Or how, how are we going to play this uh this dialogue is not quite working. So everything you can do to plan, start small. Start with with a short script. You know, the first short film we did, Stranger in My Mirror, had no dialogue except for one line. And we ended up ADRing that uh, later. But it, it worked out great for us because we could just concentrate on with the idea of, of putting a story together without any dialogue, just making something flow from beginning to end, finding a way to get the actors to portray the emotion that we're looking for and to get the lighting shed and all that. So uh, start small, find someone you're passion, passionate with, that's, that's passionate with you in filmmaking, and just hone your skills. And a lot of pre-production, I think, is, is, is key to being able to manage multiple positions on a, on a set. So that that would be my advice. Okay. So are there any particular projects or groups or uh, any, anything on the side outside of what we've spoken about? Any topics that you'd like to go more in depth with? Uh, well, there's lots of things I can talk about, but let me let me bring this up. I would like to discuss um, you know opportunities for local filmmakers to come out and, and make their own films. We, we have uh, we have a 72-hour film competition that's happening uh, February 28th through March 3rd. I'll be making an official announcement probably tomorrow. This is part of the uh, local Hunt for Comic and Pop Culture Expo that's put on by uh, Chairman Jeremy Long. Last year was the second year at the expo, and he reached out to me um, about the idea of doing a film competition. So we hosted that last year and had a, a decent start for a turnout of, I think we had 16. We're hoping to double that, if, if not more, with uh, participants coming in to you know, get together and, and find their crew and what we'll do is we'll, it's very similar to the sidewalk scramble, the 48-hour film competitions you hear about, but it's more of um, here in Rocket City, Huntsville, we, we'll give you 72 hours. We'll start on uh, Thursday night and go through the weekend. Then uh, we also have several other, a couple of other film festivals that will be happening here in Huntsville uh, this year, the second year for the Southern, Southern Fried Film Festival will be happening sometime June, July-ish. I think we're still working out the date. Um, a filmmaker from a producer uh, who's been involved with a lot of films up in New York, Travit West, is from Huntsville. And she started this last year as her first year uh, in from her hometown. And so we've been kind of working with her a little bit to... Uh, to help promote that. That'll be happening this summer. 
And then think ahead for the Rocket City Short Film Festival, which will take place in October. Uh, for anybody who wants to submit a short film, uh, Don Tingle has been the, the head of that for a good number of years, and he uh, turned the mantle over to us, and Don's done a, a great job uh, with the local film group and with Alabama Filmmakers Co-op uh, for the state. And uh, so we've, we've been very fortunate to, uh, to help him carry that torch forward on uh, the Short Film Festival. So, and the last thing I would like to say, I, I do want to mention this, and this is kind of my own little passion that I think uh, I would love to see the state grow with filmmaking. And I've been focusing on the North Alabama region, but I've been reaching out to several filmmakers down in uh, Birmingham, you know, Kevin Key, for one, been working with Jason O'Brien, uh, you know, worked with Meg Deusner as part of the Casting Acting Out Academy. We've done some things with her. And hoping to bridge that gap between Huntsville and Birmingham. And I would love to see that gap closed between Huntsville, Birmingham, Montgomery, and Mobile, just to kind of stretch. Because there's filmmaking communities, spots, hot spots throughout the state that I would like to see us grow and come together. So I think it would be kind of cool to do collaborative events, you know, where we can come together and maybe filmmakers from Birmingham join us up here in Huntsville to shoot a short film. We'll go down there and, and work on something. Maybe all of us will go down to Mobile. And, you know, by doing that, working in teams is the best way to help foster that relationship for filmmakers, I think, and maybe generate that networking so we all can know each other and help grow the state uh, stronger that way. And so that, that's something I would love to see grow. Okay. So is there, um, to, to bridge the gap between the states, are, are you, or the, the places in the state, are you suggesting maybe a collaborative film festival kind of event or just meet and greet kind of things to start with? There are several options. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, why not create a... Uh, I mean, we could do a film festival, but, you know, we've got several going on. I mean, Sidewalk's got theirs, and they've got a great film festival that happens every year, and they do a lot of smaller events. I'm just talking in terms of it would be neat to encourage, get a group of people from Huntsville to go down and, and visit the people in, you know, other, other filmmakers in Birmingham and maybe just start with that and then talk about some projects that we could work on. You know, what could we do with a short film that, hey, let's, let's deliberately choose a team, a small team from Birmingham that joins a small team from Huntsville, get together, uh, maybe two or three small teams. They go off and, and create their own little films. We can get back together and show that. Start there, then we can do the same thing with the other city, Montgomery, Mobile, Florence, uh, UNA has got a, a, a really strong film community there. So it would be kind of cool to see that collaborative event happen where we can kind of pull people together. This kind of um, fits in with an idea that I, I and a friend had been bouncing around is what if 
what if instead of trying to put together a film festival, there was just an event where people could get together at like a conference center and, you know, meet each other, maybe set up booths to, you know, give out business cards or show examples of the work that you've done, sort of like a convention like CES or something. But it's it's not about the film so much as it is about the people and trying to connect with other people. I think that would be fantastic. I would go. All right. Well, I believe that's that's everything that we have to talk about for today. Thank you for uh, calling in and uh, recording. No, thank you, Barry. I really appreciate uh, the effort you're putting into the podcast, and I look forward to uh, hearing other filmmakers and what they what they've got to say. Yeah. Um. I also need to make an announcement. I may end up skipping the next two weeks because I'm in the process of moving. Uh, everything should be back up and running and I should have the fourth episode recorded and up the week of the 10th uh, of February. I believe the 10th is a Sunday, so it'll be the 11th through the 15th, um, 16th. Um, no guarantees though. I may be out three weeks, but just, just announcing this here that you know, if, if you don't hear anything from me, this podcast is still going. I'm just in the process of moving back to the state of Alabama.